The short game is listener-supported on Patreon. If you'd like to support the show and join us on our Discord, head to theshortgame.net or patreon.com slash theshortgame. Welcome back to The Short Game. This is a show about short video games, games that respect your time. I'm Reagan Kelly, and I am joined this week by my two very cool co-hosts, Nate Heininger and Shane Kelly. And this week we are talking about first-person platforming slice-em-up cyberpunk action game Ghost Runner. That was my best uh, attempt at describing it. How's that? How, how did that work for you guys? That was great. You know, I, I've been sitting here thinking like, you know, with this show and just sort of the medium and the types of games that we cover, we spend a lot of time talking about, like, narrative and character choices and uh, all the things that kind of get wrapped into the indie game scene that, we're, that we, we tend to cover. And I love that. That's really mostly what we we're here for and what we really enjoy. But every once in a while, it is so nice to get a game like this that is just so intense and extreme and just stupid fun i'm really glad that we that we covered this game yeah I, I sometimes it's very important that the ghost runner enter the cyber void to defend the architect <laughs> from the key master yeah i so i never i didn't play cyberpunk 2077 um i intend to at some point but i kind of feel like regardless of how how that game is this game is the most cyberpunk game that's ever been made it's yeah you ridiculous. know for my sins i have played i haven't completed uh cyberpunk 2077 but i agree with you this is more cyberpunk than that this is the most <laughs> cyberpunk thing i've played in a long long time so i want to set up a couple quick things before we dig into ghost runner uh one is that this got shuffled in our order a little bit so we got to spend a little less time with it than we otherwise would have and this game, everything that I read about it said that it was a short game. And ladies and gentlemen, it's a little <laughs> longer than we thought. Or or we're all just really, really bad at it. So I, I believe I, going I fucking in this rule of this a, game. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like 10 minutes. I'm I'm like 10 minutes from the end of this game. Amazing. As we play now. And I, I, I have spent, you, uh, I'd have to check my Steam game. clock on it. But I think I have spent about 10 maybe 10 maybe a, maybe a couple more hours with but even it. So, so but even that is a good signal though because you're saying you're really good at it and you're at like 10 or 12 hours and then reagan and i who are saying we're not good at it i i think this game will take me 25 hours to complete yeah um, <laughs> like, i have played i'm pretty sure that according to the epic game store clock thing i don't know how accurate it is i'm, I'm at about 10 hours and i am uh in there are 17 chapters in the game, and I'm pretty sure I'm on chapter 10, if I recall correctly. So, like, I'm, you know, I, I'm a good length of the way into the game. If you're, if you're, if you have played this, I, uh, I've played through like one or two of the levels that happen when you first get to Dharma City. Um, so that's where I'm, where I'm at with it. Uh, I have not gotten to like final boss territory or anything like that, but I'm enjoying the game so much that I definitely wanted to talk about it. And uh, for schedule reasons, we couldn't delay any further. So uh, here we are. Uh, but yeah. honestly, I'm not sure there's uh, any like... How many hours have you put in? Oh, yeah, me, um, I think like 9.5. Yeah, sounds right. Yeah, yeah, uh, right right around 10 hours, which is where we, uh, where we tend to cap out. We don't really talk that much about like our game criteria on the show. I think it's pretty evident right there in the name of the podcast. But uh, to us, a short game is something that we can finish um, in about 10 hours of playtime. We're starting to get a little tighter on this, I think, or at least we're really trying mm -hmm. to be a lot tighter on this because, well, first, there are a lot more short runtime games being published today. Um, there's, a, there's a lot more diversity in terms of that. And then the second thing that, that impacts that is just we have continuously gotten busier um, <laughs> as the as we've grown old uh, and withered into skeletons during the, the production of this podcast. Yeah, so. I was going to explain that this show began uh, in twenty was it fourteen or fifteen when 14. there were there were zero children among us, uh, zero babies uh, uh, between all of us on this podcast, and now there are four babies. 
Yeah, and the way most- you phrase that makes it sound like we have all become babies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, there true. are zero babies among us, and now there now are four babies. Now. Babies all the way down. Now we are all baby. I have become baby destroyer of time. It's funny. I so. You- I, what you're talking about, Chain, it's funny because I'm often on this show, the one is like, yeah, let's do these like unlimited run games, these like really hard games that take mastery. That's that's something I really, really like. But I also tend to seek out ones that live in or I'm realizing from this game that I think I've been seeking out the ones that live in the skill sets that I have. So like platformers, I love platformers. Give me a grueling, difficult uh platformer and i'm gonna burn my way through it uh turn-based strategy game give me the hardest one you've got i'll die a million times figuring it out let me play it let's talk about it on the show i am not good at first person games that is something that i'm really not good at so now i know how it feels you know i kind of knew that nate but i'm sort of surprised when i put this on the list i thought like this will be a nate game but uh And, and maybe so i should say maybe it's just i haven't had the time to to really like you know like turn my brain into it because i'm really really enjoying this game but because it's triggering that like yes this is hard i'll die a thousand times i I died a hundred times in the first chapter yeah same and so like i i I expect that i would get into it but i'm normally coming into these other like you know you're gonna die a thousand times at least at like what i consider to be skilled and then i'm mastering this is i'm coming in like I am bad and I have to die a lot. So I, I feel uh, more connected to you guys than I've ever felt whenever I'm like, yeah, let's do, you know, this slay the spire or whatever, which I know you all got really, really into, but that is like, I'm still playing that game. I loved it mm-hmm. so much, you know? Yeah. You've just like completely obliterated Celeste and like gone through <laughs> like levels of that game that I will, I swear never even contemplate seeing. So yeah. Like, I know you can do this stuff, but... Every time I get on my computer, Nate, I see you still logging into, into and playing Into the Breach, uh, which is how I know you're, you're a it's true It's a good game, that's, but, so that's, that's my wheelhouse, and so I'm glad to tackle one of these games that are hard, but in a genre that I don't, like, feel comfortable in. Uh, and I, I'll say, like, with that said, like, this game was so much fun. And I felt bad. I felt sloppy. I felt like I could not get a handle of the controls, but it never felt like it was the game's fault. You know, I got to say, too, like I went into it feeling that way. But like by a halfway through this game, like, yes, I was still dying a lot, but like that feeling dried up. And I was like, wow, this is reawakening skills I haven't like touched in years. So I want to explain a little more about what Ghost Runner is because we haven't gotten there yet. Um, Ghost Runner, I mentioned it's a first person game. This is a... uh, uh, I won't sidetrack here too much, but it's a very, very pretty, in my opinion, graphics-wise, like very high-end looking for it, for yeah. what I believe an indie game from a, a Polish developer. It's a great-looking game. Um, yeah. A first-person game uh, set in a cyberpunk dystopia where all of humanity has moved into one gigantic megastructure, a, a massive tower that is sort of its own city, where the bottom dwellers live in the in the lower levels, and as you ascend upwards, it's you know the the you know the upper classes live atop this like tower of wealth, etc. Yeah, I, sorry. I just the scene where they like dump all of that on you, <laughs> like they're <laughs> like, I'm a floating mind who's been you know put into this. Uh, like into this uh, computer space. And I'm going to tell you all about this tower of the remaining humans. I'm like, yes, yes put this straight into my veins. This is ridiculous. Yeah. I, it, I think it was it's extremely uh, uh, snow piercer to me. It is, yeah, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely got that kind of vibe. Um, but like, fortunately it mostly doles out that, uh, that lore while you're slicing things. It almost never stops yeah. you moving in this game. So that's, that's really the nature of this game. This game is all about, moving fast and slicing dudes with a sword. Um, when I first saw this game, I first related it to, uh, again, also it was part of why I thought, Nate, you would dig this game. We, we played Katana Zero for the show, uh, which was yeah. also sort of vaguely cyberpunk and about like very fast movement and all of the other dudes have guns, but you only have a sword and die with one hit. And that's really what Ghost Runner is all about. You are moving through these three-dimensional rooms almost or almost arenas but they're pretty complex and um usually they'll be you know between one and like a half a dozen 
gun-toting dudes who are just sort of standing around waiting for you. And as soon as you move into view, if you aren't moving in in very fast and specific ways, they will get a beat on you and shoot you dead instantaneously. These guys one have shot. good aim yep, for, one for video shot. game enemies. Like, incredible aim for video game guys. Um, and so this is a game all about just, like, trying to find routes through complex 3D spaces uh, and using a bunch of mobility tools, we'll talk about some of those in a little bit, uh, to very quickly sword to death a bunch of gunmen, basically. Yeah, I have to imagine that there's something in the enemy AI that if you are not moving at a certain speed or, like, on a wall, if they fire, you're dead. Like, because... Or well, you have a chance to potentially counteract the the bullets, which is a whole other topic. But like, if you're not actively moving quickly at like full speed, any shot is going to kill you. So you have to be going. The other side of this is that it's uh it's it, because it's a sort of a one hit kill game. Uh, it's really designed around fast restarts. So this reminded me a lot of games like Celeste. Or um, I think Katana Zero was like this as well. Or like, uh, you know, even things like Super Meat Boy were mm-hmm. brought to mind. This is all about like presenting you with these challenges that seem almost completely unsurmountable. These like bizarre situations where you are going to get one hit killed if you move in any but one particular direction and speed. Um, But you have to very quickly sort of assess those situations Mm -hmm. and then execute on very sustained, perfect execution uh, for sometimes maybe as much as a minute or two. Um, But dying just means resetting instantaneously back to the beginning and trying. Yeah, this is the best I've seen for a game of this visual quality as far Mm -hmm. as time to reset. There is no there is no load time. It. It does yeah. say you have died or whatever, and you have to press triangle. But if you can time it to where you kind of start to know, like, how long it's going to be after you die before that little hit triangle to continue pops back up, the the fastest you can hit triangle, you're you're right at the beginning. There is zero load. So you can even get it down, mm-hmm. like, you know, I was getting to the point where, like, I know exactly when I've died right here so many times. I know exactly. <laughs> like, I, how I played quick. this on PC, and uh, yeah. I I don't know if this option is there on on um, uh, on consoles. I, I assume it probably is, but you can also turn on an option called like instant restarts, where oh. you hit that. In in my case, it was the Y button on my controller. Um, I think Shane played this on keyboard and mouse, which is also possible. But yep. uh, you hit that one button, and regardless of whether you're alive or dead, or in the middle of the air, or falling, or whatever, it instantly restarts you. And we're talking about, like, frame perfect, no transition, f- blink, and you're, and you're back at the beginning. And I found that extremely useful, because, like... You know, you know, like, okay, there's this particular jump I'm having trouble with, right? Or this particular, like, angle I need to make. And if I miss that jump, I don't want to have to bother waiting for myself to, like, fall into the acid fall, or whatever. There's a lot of falling. Yeah, into your yeah, a lot this. of. Yeah. So the you only know, problem in this game comes from when that moment is after you have perfectly killed the same five guys uh, yeah. like over and over and over mm-hmm. and over again. The, the checkpointing, since we're talking about it, is really, really good. Like, mm-hmm. the... It chooses good points for you to checkpoint. Um, almost every time when I was starting up from a checkpoint, um, it drops you into a place where you can begin like gaining momentum and start moving and start acting instantly. Never like waiting for a platform to move into place. Never uh, anything like that. Almost the whole way through the game. Um, I, I will hang one little... Uh, piece of shame on this game uh for the checkpointing though which is there's one point in the cyber void uh where you have to like go back and forth across like a bridge that's like made out of rotating cyber void bs and uh, collects <laughs> like 13 little orbs and the checkpoint will grab you in the middle so if you missed some of these orbs like now you're trying to traverse this terribly annoying rotating bridge in uh both directions and it it wastes your time. What? So I guess um, piece of advice when you get to a rotating cyber void bridge, get all the orbs before proceeding. Uh, <laughs> good. Good to know. Good to know. Uh, yeah. The, the other thing that's uh, that probably is worth mentioning about the gameplay here is that 
obviously like the, the meat of this game are these like little, very, very tightly designed combat challenges, right? Where it's really testing you on something specific and requiring you to like restart it a bunch of times to make it. But the game also has a lot of first person platforming, uh, sometimes without guns being fired at you. That is also, I thought really good. Like there were, there were times in this game where it's like, Oh wow, that's like a really cool little like platforming challenge where I have to, you know, uh, Wall run. Did I mention wall running? This game has the well, best. Wall we haven't running. talked about. Yeah, oh we haven't talked God. about Can, really the I have core to mechanic. Talk about that but. for a second. Th- this is this is the key uh, to this game, but it's yeah. also a, kind of a hilarious trope to me. Um, there is there are two things that are inextricably linked in the mind of all gamers, and that is cyber ninjas and wall running. Mm. Um, <laughs> like the, in this game. If you, this is the game for you if you play Genji in Overwatch or <laughs> if you like um, the cyber ninjas in like Metal Gear or Warframe or, I mean, there's so many cyber ninjas that are out there. Um, I think the, the best touch point for this is probably, I mean, not the cyber ninja part necessarily, although that's kind of there, but like Titanfall, the, um, yeah. if you guys played Titanfall two, which we've talked about doing on the show here several times, but, uh, never gotten around to, I wasn't that warm on Titanfall two. Um, but I did love the wall love running it. and the wall running here is as good, I, if not better than the wall running. in Titanfall. Yeah. 2. I loved Titanfall two. Uh, I was a big fan of it. The wall running in that game is is chunkier, if that makes sense. Which makes sense because you're a gigantic mech. Uh, this game is you're it's fast. It's faster than the wall running of Titanfall. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the out of the out of the mech Titanfall wall running. I, it was, yeah, it, it sort of it, it reminded me a lot of this. Although I think that had a more limited. Like you could only run on the walls for a certain period of time before like gravity yeah. caught up with you or something like that. And something this, like that. I assume, because he's a cyber ninja with like super implants and a techno sword, he can just run on walls forever. Like literally, yep. as long as you can find a wall to run on, you can run on it. You have a little bit of an arc to your run, so it it feels like you can kind of catch it at just the right angle, um, but super important to this game just as important as the wall running is the uh what i think is probably the most innovative i don't know if innovative is the right word here but it's the most satisfying little add-on to your movement kit which is the dash and the little trick that they do with the dash uh in allowing you to hold down the dash button a lot of games like this will have a dash button what would what cyber ninja would be without their inhuman speed but um in this one you on on the keyboard it's the shift key uh you dash with that but if you hold it rather than tapping it instead of dashing it does a time slow and then you can like uh, dodge and dash or you can use it to make any of to kind of loosen up the timing on any of the other abilities like the you know the, the parry abilities and things like that um but you can only do that time stop if you're in midair so the combination of like that really flexible ability bound to one key um, and the wall running and um, the, and you know, the pretty generous jump that you get um, means that you spend probably the majority of this game um, with your feet off the ground, which is really cool. It's the, the game has an incredible um, kind of platformer feel and design to it. Um, so you're constantly in motion, you're constantly moving, you're constantly managing line of sight. Um, and you, you know, you get this incredible speed going and that really plays in with the level design. Cause I'm, I'm actually quite excited to talk about the level design in this game. I think there's a re- there's a lot to go on there. Yeah. I, so I, I was just going to say like the, about that speed, like this game is all about sort of preserving your momentum. You know, it's about creating momentum by finding like stretches of wall to run on or what have you and trying to preserve that momentum so that you can when you're approaching uh, like an encounter with an enemy who's going to try and get a beat on you and shoot, uh, you want to be moving usually like orthogonal to them so that they're not able to like just completely train on you. And you want to be moving fast enough that they can't get that uh, that like firing solution. Right. And um, it just 
the momentum of this made this game feel like like Sonic the Hedgehog for me. Yeah, it, it's like it's like Sonic with a cyber sword. It's it's in it's an incredible feeling when you're doing well at this game, and when you're not doing well at this game, restart and you're going to give it another try really fast. Yeah, it's it's so it's so beautifully fast. So yeah, and one of my one of my favorite things too is that like. You you get going so fast, which does give you an advantage over the the enemies. So that if you're going fast enough, they uh, you know might not be able to shoot you super quickly. They'll get you if you don't get them quick enough. But uh, there was so many times where I'd like overshoot where I'm trying to land because I'm going too fast, and like I just jump completely over the guy that I was trying to kill. So I have to whip around and try to get him before he gets me. There's this sort of element of chaos that I think like I best have experienced in like stealth games Mm. that do stealth, right? Like I was thinking of dishonored where you'll be like, all right, I'm going to, here's what I'm going to do. It's an opposite tempo to this game, but you're like, I have a plan and I'm going to execute it and it's going to be awesome. But what actually happens is I run at a wall, I hit the wrong button, so I slide, but then I quickly remember and I jump and I wall run, but I jump too high, so I go over (laughs) top of the guy, land behind him, have to turn around and then slice him in half. And at the end, still the same result. I got the guy, but it was way more chaotic and way more like loose and slippery feeling than I wanted. Now, of course, I'm probably going to die like three seconds later to something else, and when I finally beat the level... I will probably hit those first guys like you, you kind of get down to a rhythm where you, you know, you you build up like muscle memory through the level. But still that sort of chaos when you like succeed, but it's not the way you wanted to succeed is a lot of fun. And I think a hard balance to pull off in a lot of these games. Uh, while you were talking about comparing games, just a couple other quick thoughts. I did think about Destiny as far as the first person uh, platforming goes. Destiny had some really good first-person platforming. Yeah, that's and true. I, th- I thought this also had... Maybe it's just the vibe of it. And then also Mirror's Edge. Did either of you yeah, guys play that yeah, game? Yeah, yeah. That's definitely a, like a touch point here. Because like Mirror's yeah. Edge is all about the sort of like... Uh, fluid motion and just yeah. you know it's just like you press a button and you and you immediately stick to parkour kind of thing yeah. and this just yeah. has that for sure Shane tell me about what you were talking about about the level design because I agree this has like some really really tight little like um, almost puzzle like uh, encounter design yeah uh, so it, the game has a you know really good progression like a lot of these you know your goal would be with it with a game like this is to kind of dole out uh, the abilities and the kind of skill tests uh, really carefully one piece at a time. Um, and so it leads to this, uh, this kind of mirror of your kind of move up the tower, right? So you start off really deep in the depths of the tower and everything is really uh, plain and very industrial, like everything is like uh, the inside of a factory that only makes uh, panels that are specifically designed to be run upon, right? Um, <laughs> yep. <laughs> and, and and so you, you start off with that, and it's really, at the start, trying to get you used to the wall running, um, giving you really good, careful... Um, kind of easy encounters with the enemies so that you can get familiar with the kind of level of challenge that they present. Um, And then as you progress, they start to really layer in different things that you're doing. Like uh, one thing I remember is um, I really hadn't engaged with uh, the crouch. There's a crouch ability. Um, If you crouch while moving on a downhill slope, you get a slide and the slide really lets you build momentum. Um, so there's a certain point in the game where they decide, okay, this is the level where we're going to test you on the slide. And every level, especially early on, every level really felt like this, where it felt like this is a segment that is designed to test this one specific piece of your kit. Um, so we're going to put you on a big downward slant. Uh, we're going to have... Uh, kind of murder grinders that if <laughs> yep. you're standing up are going to kill you. 
Um, Why and are all these you... walls lit up with electricity? Well, it's well, such yeah, a hazard I mean, for like bad maintenance, man. Yeah, jeez. Yeah. Um, and so as they continue to like, as they give you new abilities, this game actually seems really stingy with the abilities uh, as it doles them out. But I like it. I like the way that it doles them out very specifically in time with the level design. They don't give you an ability like the um, the tether that lets you do kind of big jumps off of these tether points. Um, they don't give you that and then say like, okay, we're going to give you a level that now has tethers on top of everything else that you've seen. They're going to spend a while with you using that tether in very specific situations and really testing you on the tether. Um, and then they start to mix in some other things. It's very, very deliberate. The, the levels are really built really well in this way. Um, and like I mentioned, it like kind of mirrors your, you're working your way up the, up the tower. Um, until about halfway through the game, the levels, because of the kind of industrial nature of the design, you know, and it's like very, you know, cyberpunk factory is the, the vibe that you're getting for basically the first half of the game. Um, it's really weird when you start getting up into the city area and you start seeing these much more uh, detailed environments. Like the the first half of the game, the levels actually look very bland and it's spiced up a little bit. There's There's your classic like, um, like what is a cyberpunk game uh, if you don't have a poster telling you to like obey the overseer <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. on every wall, yeah. right? Um, uh, my my favorite one, I wish I'd gotten a screenshot of this, uh, was an advertisement for salted roaches. That was... <laughs> that was <great. laughs> um, but that yeah, really so... I, I didn't see that. <laughs> Yeah, there are a lot of honestly the 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 little details in this game. Like I think a lot of that stuff might get stripped out if you're playing on console, but on on the on the PC, like the environments you barely see it cuz you're moving really fast, but they're actually pretty detailed. Um and then once you get up to that city level, uh you have a lot of tools at your disposal, probably probably like 75% of what you're going to get throughout the, throughout the game is, is with you by then. And then they put you into these environments that are just full of visual noise and test you on a lot of different things at once. Um, and like, you're going to be, you know, going from tether jump to wall run, uh, to slide dash, uh, to killing different guys with like various different, you know, you, you, they're, they're, they start to introduce different enemies as well. Like the, the enemies are really a part of this. They they introduce them very slowly and very intentionally. Uh, they don't just have a bunch of different kind of guys that shoot at you. They have two guys with guns. They have a guy with a sword. Uh, they have a thing that shoots big waves. Like there's there's a list. I think probably, I think I think there's maybe like seven to ten different enemy types in the game. I might even be being a little extra generous there, but each one of them is really specifically used and really integrated into the environment in a good way. Um, if there's a complaint I have about that, it's that uh, a lot of the enemy placement and in environment design often feels more like an obstacle course than it does like a real space. But for this game that I, I don't really have a big complaint about that. It really is an obstacle course fundamentally. Mm -hmm. Um, the 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 design of the enemies is a little bit bland, but they do really kind of start to broaden out as you go. Like the, the enemies really feel like a part of the level design more so than like something with AI. They they really are just like, here's a thing that if it sees you, kills you. And it's going to sit right here uh, and look around and try and find you and kill you. They, they're not out there like scouting their way through the levels. You can't like kite them around. They're basically a spot in the level that you have to hit with a sword. Um, but like on the whole, every level really just gives you like, just get to the next checkpoint. Like what does it, what's it going to take for you to get to the next checkpoint? It is a puzzle for you to figure out. And 
the checkpoints are incredibly close together. It's like one room at a time. You have to make your way through this. Yeah, but- I want to talk about that a little bit because I um. So the checkpointing, I think, is very good. Um, I, I have one complaint, and it also is very much tied to something that I think is very good about the game. So take these together. But um, one thing that's very strange about this game is the way that it's structured it's it's broken up into chapters there's 17 chapters each of which has a bunch of checkpoints throughout it uh so these checkpoints if you were playing through without restarting dying etc we'd be talking about like two minutes max probably less between most of the checkpoints um but of course you know at any given checkpoint you might get stuck and be dying again and again and again and again and again um the chapters there's no saving within a chapter so if you exit the game, now on consoles where you can suspend the game, this is probably less of an issue, but I played on PC. Um, if you exit the game during a chapter, uh, then you come back in and you have to restart the chapter, not from the checkpoint that you were on when you left the game, um, which isn't, which kind of sucked because like, for example, last night I was on one of the the the, the first levels that is uh, when you first get to Dharma City. Uh, the game opens up. There's a lot more complex situations. It's pretty hard. It's a pretty hard level or chapter. Uh, and the what turned out to be the very last checkpoint of the game, it was like 1230. I really wanted to go to bed. Um, but the, I was on this, this checkpoint where just like it's a ton of enemies. It's a pretty large area. And I just could not hack it and finally i was like "Mm, i give up i'm going to bed went back to it today and of course because of the way the checkpointing works i had to play that entire chapter again from the beginning in order to get back to that spot and then found out of course that i was like at the end of the chapter i beat that one checkpoint that i was on and boom i was on you know it saved my progress i was on to the next chapter which is a little bit irritating i really would like even if it was just sort of a manual save or something it's like let me save in the middle of these chapters because these chapters at least for me dying 100, 120, 130 times in some of these chapters. I had one chapter with over 200 deaths. Right. So like, and we're talking about across some of the chapters took me an hour uh, and, you know, maybe longer. Uh, And so it's pretty frustrating to not be able to save in the middle of that. On the reverse side of that, though, uh, that did mean that there were at least two or three times where I had to play a chapter for, that I'd already largely played from the beginning. And in every case, I freaking steamrolled it. I was like yeah. places where I had, you know, I had died a, like 50 times trying to get this one jump just right or get this one kill just right or times just right. I could do it in two or three, five, maybe six tries. Uh, after being able to do it once, you know, it's, it's, and it's amazing. Yeah. It it made me feel like a God because I was like, wow, like this was so hard. And then suddenly it's easy because you just sort of unlock it. It's, 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 yeah. it's, it's amazing. That's what these, what makes these games so satisfying, that mastery element. Mm-hmm. It doesn't change from the first time you came to it to the time you finally beat it it's just you got better yeah and or, you it, know you figured out so like satisfying. okay the, uh, you know you, uh, for the first few times it's always just about figuring out what approach is going to work right? yeah what's okay the best i path? need to i you know of, of these three guys i need to go after this one first then that one because otherwise this guy is going to shoot me from this angle that kind of thing sometimes it's just a matter of like mm-hmm. that that sort of yeah trying and iterating and trying different things until you figure out like what's the best approach here but there is just a, a mastery side of it where it's like I started really feeling confident about this game. I haven't beat it yet, but like there's there's some moments in this game where you like you yeah. look so many moments in this game where you look at a challenge it's presenting you with and it's like this is impossible and I am going yeah. to give up. And then you do it and it works and it's amazing. I'm thinking about <laughs> the great. um there's a there's a mid-game moment. Can I just say one thing before you get off of off of that? Yeah. Um the the biggest reason in my opinion, that it's so much easier to replay these levels than it is to play them the first time is that they're designed in a way that you cannot safely explore the spaces at all until yeah. everyone is dead. Um, if <clears throat> if you when you are replaying the level, uh, you will never be surprised by an enemy in a blind corner. Like, But the first time you're playing it, over and over and over again, what's going to happen is you're going to get a little bit farther than you did the first time. And then something is going to surprise you some new challenge, uh, that requires quick action or maybe like, a a, a jump that you have to be 
ju- angled just yeah, right. Just something that breaks your momentum. Exactly. And if anything breaks your momentum in this game, any enemy that's in that room is going to shoot you dead. So I, I was talking about like moments that like feel impossible. Uh, Shane, I think you and I both were <laughs> kind of uh, peeing ourselves at the sort of mid game. I don't necessarily want to call it a boss, although it felt like one. There's this this elevator shaft that you get to that is the center of the massive elevator shaft is a tower of rotating rings covered in lasers. And you have to climb this elevator shaft while avoiding the literally hundreds of deadly lasers spinning (laughs) in various different directions and at various different speeds. Don't you guys have one of these in your apartment building? This is, this this sounds totally totally normal. Oh man. This is such a hilarious moment because you see this thing and like I just I I was getting towards the end of my play session at the at the end of the night and I just saw this thing I was like, "Oh, oh fuck no." This is not <laughs> I was like, "No." I same exact yeah. thing. I was just like I just like I saw it and I was like quit game. Close game. Go yeah. to bed. I'll yeah. try this another time. Uh, Oh my god, it was also, so hard, but it felt so rewarding to get it. Shane, you just yeah. reminded me of uh, something. Uh, one of my favorite things in this game. So that all the enemies have standard enemy things that they say. You know, as you're like, he's here. In. Yeah, you know <laughs> all of that. But like a third of the time, at least a lot of the early ones. I don't know how it how they changed later in the game. But like a third of the time when they get you at the beginning, they just go, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I loved that. (laughs) All right. Because like, you know what? It's honest. (laughs) Yeah, it is. You just kill so many of their friends, you know. If that spinning tower of lasers could uh, could talk, it would just be saying, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck (laughs) you. Yeah, it's worth worth mentioning about that spinning tower of lasers. There is no such thing in this game as non-lethal damage. Like, any damage that's dealt to you by anything is going to kill you instantly, and you'll have to restart from the checkpoint. Um, And this, for for people who are playing this, when you do get to this gigantic tower of lasers, which I guess I should give the in-fiction explanation, it's... um, the city is trying to wipe out and murder the people in the undercity, I guess. And, uh... They have sent this, like, uh, device down this elevator shaft, and you're trying to get up the elevator shaft, you know. But anyway, the the thing is basically a giant cylinder in the middle of this giant circular room. Um, Spaced around the outside edges of the room are um, kind of little runnable wall panels and and the kind of grapple points. Um, This... This one requires so much of you in order to complete it. Uh, there, in order to get through, you know, each checkpoint of this, and there are, I think, three checkpoints as you go through this. Um, you're going to have to be very aware of where the grapple points are above you at every at any given time. You're going to have to be able to both jump over and duck under lasers anytime you manage to find a place to stand still. And you're going to have to always, always, always be moving uh, and be be very aware of, like, you know, what lasers are where, uh, you know, what lasers are about to be where, how fast you can go if you pull yourself with a grapple point, like, to avoid, like, grappling yourself right into one of the lasers. And once you get to the top of this thing, I thought, yes, I've got it. You get to the top, you cut one of its support cables, it falls, you fall, now you do it again. <laughs> you have to climb it again. <laughs> uh, and yeah. and now it has added shockwaves that go up the wall so that you you have to not only be dodging all these lasers, uh, now you climb basically the walls, can't but this do time the, the walls are lava. It's like, oh my God. Yeah, fuck intermittently you, fuck the fuck walls fuck. become lava. So you have to leap uh. off of the walls to dodge the, the shockwaves and then dash back onto the walls. So you have to be able to literally not just wall run, but jump off of the wall run and land back into a wall run. Um, this, I think, is the hardest part of the game for sure. Um, it was very satisfying to finish. I was going to say, but when you do it, this all sounds crazy, but when you do it, 
It's awesome. I it was it, it was very very awesome. So um I I think we've talked about enough of the like finer points of this game. I just want to wrap up by saying like I was very 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 impressed with this for what is essentially like a like a I would say this like a double A kind of game. Like this is from this is a I think thirty dollar game or forty dollar game, uh, not like a full price game, and it is from a like a relatively small team uh, out of Poland that has put together something that is like ridiculously polished, like visually incredibly polished, game design yeah. really really polished, um, and uh, it's. It's uh, in terms of like like meatiness of like how much game there is here. Uh, it is a little longer than what we usually do for this show. It's probably shorter than if you were if you were you know if you if Ubisoft was putting this thing out, uh, they would have padded it out with an extra twenty hours of of who knows what. Um, but this game is a hundred percent all killer, no filler, uh, and it's probably about fifteen hours for most people. Uh, if you're you know like me. Um, although it's yeah, like can really I just say we rely really heavily on a, a site called uh, How Long to Beat. How Long to Beat is uh, it's a it's a site where people can put in what games they're playing, how long they take to finish, um, and they break it up into ratings like you know what if you're doing just the main story, if you're doing the main story plus extras, if you're a completionist, etc. And right now, the the rating for the main story on this game is six and a half hours by over three. And that's the average of over 350 people who have reported their playtime. So who are these people? Are they ghost runners know. themselves? You know, like, Reagan, you know who they are? Liars. <laughs> liars. <laughs> Probably so. Dirty liars. Yeah. You know, I so I looked up a uh, um because there was a there was a point where I was stuck on something and I just simply couldn't figure out which way to go. Um I looked up a like a no commentary uh like uh, let's play. And it was you know not a totally deathless let's play, but like a, a you know a very low deaths playthrough where this person had clearly played the game several times before and got through most of this the the sections of the game without dying and it is two and a half hours long and so that gives me a real sense of like how much of the time the the variability on the like playtime on this is 100 percent on you and your stubby meaty fingers and how quickly (laughs) you can like you know, grok what's going on in each of these zones. It's it's very much about like for me, this is probably a 15 hour game. I'm very sure there are people who beat this game in six hours. I'm sure there are people who will take 25 or 30. Um, yeah, but, you know, up to you. But I would say even if it takes you 30, I don't think that's like a problem with this game. You do suck, though. <laughs> yeah, get right. <laughs> I, I will say, Reagan, something you just mentioned. There were a couple times that I got like I didn't know where to go next. Mm. Uh and and part of me thinks that's just like I well I didn't know if it was just me cuz uh, just me or if it was like the game. So hearing you also getting, you know, stuck at least once, I think it's just like the world is so vibrant and cluttered. It was kind of hard for me mm. to tell exactly. Did, did you notice just direction. how many arrows are printed on walls, floors, signs, etc. though? Like this game is like really really interested in you know knowing like you know if you're if you're like if you finished a, a section and you don't you know you're wondering where the exit is to go on to the next section, look around and you'll find like I don't know, like a, a sign advertising like freeze-dried fish and it's got a great big arrow on it for no particular reason that's the direction you should be going this game is just like absolutely just chock full of arrow iconography on every surface and they are always pointing you to the exit Um, which i thought was like a really clever and interesting thing that like i you you notice it when you're like hunting for the exit but like there's there's really subtle arrows all over the place too that are i i I, you know it, it this game it also does this the thing where it's like oh you know you can grapple on you can grab onto this edge because there's a yellow thing draping over the edge to kind of remind yeah. you that there's there's a place you can grab here that kind of thing yeah that's always helpful but yeah yeah I was never good, like lost like, to the degree that I was like oh god you know where do I go but just like it's just a jarring feeling when like. For the majority, you have no doubt where to go because it's like there's guys shooting at me and I know I need to go to where they are to kill them, you know? So then like the dust settles and you're like, 
okay, where the hell am I and where do I go? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, that's uh, when you look for those uh, glowing arrows on all of That's everything. A, Yeah, that's it, good. It's great. That's good. Um, so, yeah, this game is available also on... We didn't talk about this. This game is available on pretty much everything. This is another side of this that I think is a real technical accomplishment. So I play this game on PC where it looks every bit like a triple a game it's got it's using a lot of like fancy nvidia rtx technologies like for example this this game supports dlss and has a bunch of like high-end graphics stuff uh it'll do gorgeous you know high frame rates uh it'll do high resolutions um and I think it'll also scale down pretty gracefully to other systems. Uh, like if you don't have, if you you know have a potato PC or you know you haven't haven't gotten your hands on the hot new graphics card yet or anything, I think this will still run really really well because it also runs on the Nintendo Switch. It, they've they've ported this to uh, all of the platforms. It's on PlayStation Four and Five and Xbox One and Series X and also on uh, Nintendo Switch. And uh, I've looked up. A I'm little looking more- right now. Yeah, I'm looking right now at um, some video of it running on a Nintendo Switch 720p, uh, but 60 FPS, and it actually does not look all that different from the PC version in terms of just what you're actually looking at. It The levels are a little bit less cluttered with, with junk. I'm noticing that... Uh, the enemies do not explode in a shower of blood in the way that they did for me on PC. Oh, I don't know if that's, that's a Nintendo thing. Oh, well, then why even? Um, yeah, why even? Yeah, but uh, like the the lighting obviously is a little bit less fancy, but it still reads, and they still have that instant restart that that you get. So I think really all the important stuff seems to have really made a good transition here to the Nintendo Switch. Yeah, I think from a, like a like a just straight up technical level, this game is extremely, extremely well put together across all of its platforms as far as I'm able to tell. Yeah, I played on PS4, which was nice. I haven't played on uh, I haven't played a game on my PS4 for quite a while. It's basically been my Overwatch machine for like a year and a half because I play almost exclusively everything on Switch now. Uh, but I was like, this game feels like a PlayStation game, not a Switch game to me. Yeah. And, yeah, I, yeah. I kind of wish you'd play the, the, the Switch version because I want to know more about how well it runs. But yeah, you know, I think it seems like it's probably still a good bet on even on Switch. Uh, one other thing while we're talking about the, the different platforms uh, is that I wanted to call out how it has a pretty unique control scheme. Uh, I played on I was, PC. That's what I was going to Yeah, yeah. I, I, I played this on thing. PC and yeah. uh, initially I tried this with a mouse and keyboard. And I think Shane played m- mostly on mouse and keyboard. Initially, yes, I did. That, key, that, that, that did not quite jive for me. Something about the... Thing, things like doing the the um the the dash and things just didn't quite work on my in my brain for mouse and keyboard so i switched up and grabbed a controller and this has a really unusual control scheme uh that i think is really intentional and well thought out for this type of game that it is um in the settings it calls it the bumper jumper control scheme you have some other options you can choose mm-hmm. from but the default is bumper jumper which means that uh like the r1 r2 or the you know the 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 bumper or buttons uh on your you know those are your jump and uh later uh the what is the l1 one again uh the left one dash dash no d- dash. oh yeah that's right okay um whereas the uh the sword swipe goes to your r2 your your right trigger uh and the left trigger is used for other abilities you get later and um, that basically means that you never have to take your thumbs off of the sticks uh, while playing. Everything is done with the um, the sticks and the bumpers and triggers, uh, and you never have to touch the face buttons. Uh, and you only need to touch the D-pad. Actually, you, you touch the face button to restart. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you use the D-pad to select between a variety of different uh, little, like, um abilities uh but that's usually something that you're going to pick once and then leave it set to for usually a long time so you're basically never taking your fingers off of the 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 sticks which is really really good for a very fast action game like this for my controls like i said i i did play on mouse and keyboard one thing i found really nice was i have a couple of extra buttons on my mouse and i mapped the dash and crouch onto those and so I basically only had to use the keyboard for like WASD to move. Um, the the game actually plays almost completely with just those buttons. Um, and I, personally, I really I really think 
it does the game benefits from having um from having the the precision of the mouse but more than the precision it's it's the speed of being able to like turn around that was the main thing that kept me using the mouse rather than the 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 gamepad which i'm actually usually a lot more confident with um it it really pays off to be able to rotate around really quickly in this game especially when you are doing the the midair dashes so you know, I think this is a game that if you can play it on PC, it's going to look great, but it seems to work really well on all platforms and it seems to have a lot of customizability to the controls. So you're probably going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the things that I went to this on PS4 for was because that's where I've played most of my first person games and the bumper controls felt really comfortable because that is also, uh, I, I, I talked about Overwatch a moment ago. And if you play a lot uh, with a control in Overwatch, characters like Lucio, or as you mentioned before, Shane, Genji, if you really want to play those characters well, you mm-hmm. are, you've probably already mapped your controller to do the same thing where you're never taking oh, yeah. your, your thumbs off the sticks because you need to have that like full constant 360 degree view, uh, which I thought was cool that this game was just like, we're just going to do that right out of the gates. Like that's mm-hmm. just what this game is. It's yeah. B- Bumper jumper Lucio is, is super good by the way. It's yeah. the, it's the, it's the best way. Uh, it, it just makes it so much faster and easier to control. Yeah. This game almost sold me on picking up one of those controllers that has the paddles on the bottom. I, I played this and I've been very, very happy lately, by the way, with the uh, Xbox one controller. It's what I mostly use with my PC. Um, but it made me almost think like, yeah, oh, maybe I should get one of those like fancy elite controllers with the the fancy paddles on the bottom. Maybe, maybe other games would feel like this, but probably not. <laughs> but uh, it, it, it's very, very cool. Um, yeah. So uh, any anything left to say about uh, Ghost Runner? This game is cool. Check it out. Not a lot. With, yeah. Oh, there's a demo. I, I honestly can't think of a game that's like this that we've covered. There's uh, a there's the a show. demo on all, both on yeah. consoles and on um uh on PC. Uh, so I got this on the Epic Game Store. You can get a uh, you can get a um a demo there. Uh, there's even a demo on the Switch. So if you're not sure, like, hey, how will this play on Switch versus PC or versus my PS4 or whatever? Uh, download the demo on both and check it out. I guess uh, I didn't do that, but uh, you could, and uh, you can let us know what you think. Uh, so if you if you play this and you have an experience, like for example, if you play this on the Switch, I'm really curious about that version. Uh, let us know. And if you do want to let us know, you can find us on the internet at www.theshortgame.net, which is where you'll find our contact form, great way to reach us, and also links to our Patreon, patreon.com slash theshortgame, where you can, uh, if you support us at even a dollar a month, you'll get instant access to our Discord, which is where we are chatting about the games that we are playing. Uh, Next week, by the way, we're covering Loop Hero, uh, which is really good. Uh, we, uh, we, for technical reasons, we were going to cover that this week, but for technical reasons, we had to bump it. Um, but, uh, it's really good. Uh, Now we're back in my world. Now we're back in my world. This is a Nate game. Uh, so if you're, if you're (laughs) playing along at home, check out Loop Hero. Uh, it's brand new from, uh, uh, publisher Devolver and I forget the name of the developer and it's really, really neat on Mac and PC. And uh, let's see, uh, you can also find our show on Twitter at underscore short game, uh, or you can find me on Twitter at Reagan K. That's R-A-Y-G-A-N-K. Uh, and Nate, where can people find you? On Twitter at Nate STL. And Shane, where can people find you? On Twitter at 8 Shane. And listeners, thank you once again for joining us on this episode of The Short Game.